Welcome to the Tech Talk Show, an hour of news, views and discussion. the show and uh, today we're joined by natalie harris briggs and natalie's from avocore uh, isn't it natalie yes that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah and we've also got producer danny who's going to join us on the mic hi danny how are you all right yeah really good and of course as always we've got dan how you doing dan last again yeah. last again yeah. so uh i know we've been talking on the on uh, on the way up here talking about what tech you've been involved with this week yeah so what's your favorite bit of tech this week uh, i think you know it, it's difficult um the most least favourite bit of tech, actually, I was at a, um, a car park uh, yesterday. Okay. Yeah, parking the car, obviously. Yeah. And um, there was a um, thing for paying for your parking ticket, and it was the most rubbish piece of machinery in the world. Yeah. Yeah, just a card payment. You'd think it'd be nice and simple. And no. Uh, no. Not going to happen no, at all. No. It was really complicated. Yeah. Yeah, didn't oh. need to be. So, no. so that was my least favourite bit of tech. Least fa- favourite bit? Um, I don't my, know. Mine was Strava. I've been out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, done a few things, recorded some stuff on Strava, and I love it. So oh, I'll hunt you down. It's really, really good, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll keep it secret, obviously. I'm not going to let you see what I've Well, you're just do. telling everyone now. Oh, well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So... Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I won't me. put you on the spot and say what's your favourite bit of tech from the weekend, but <laughs> uh, I won't do that. That would be unfair. But let's talk a little bit about um, Avocore mm-hmm. and, and how. tell us how the company came about. Um, well, basically, Avocore came about, uh, there's a, a group of us, about five or six of us, who have been working in the audiovisual industry for a number of years. And we identified that there was a real gap in the market for interactive display technology for meeting room and learning environments that was simple to use and intuitive. Yep. So we recognized the gap and we went out and created a product that is um, fits the bill in terms of simplicity and intuitive and easy to use. And Avacore was born because online collaboration. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a spread out company, maybe you've got lots of bases around the world or mm-hmm. around the country, um, to try and join together to jointly examine an issue problem but it could be multifaceted, is, is actually really difficult to make that simple to use, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so um, remote participants meeting uh, delegates, that's that's one of the key uh, areas that we have created the product for. So how we bring together people across multiple locations and enable them to be able to see each other and then collaborate on work together because uh, we find that when you collaborate together on a problem or an issue, you get a solution quicker and you are more productive as a result. Sure. So I understand it's um, uh, a bit of hardware that you've mm-hmm. got there. Could you just just describe for everyone what it what it looks like and <laughs> how it works? Well, I guess although our sort of VP of product will kill me, it's essentially <laughs> like a great big TV. It comes in a number of sizes: sixty-five inch, seventy-five inch, and eighty-four. So okay. fairly big. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it is essentially a large format display. So that's what you see when you enter the room. Okay, so um, within that, obviously, there's video and sound. 
that's integrated with that? Yeah, so what we would we would say is that our solutions are essentially a hub for you to build your own solution that is perfect for your own organisation or your own school environment. So the screen is, is would be on would be uh, installed onto your wall, and then you would be able to add on different pieces of third party devices or applications which suit your own needs. So it is essentially uh, the basis of your own meeting room environment sure i mean one of the things i <clears throat> i've been involved in the past in quite a few um project management uh, structures mm-hmm. and obviously every week we'd have the project review meeting you'd pull <laughs> people in from all over the country to come and join this meeting mm-hmm. and then you'd pour over microsoft project sheets and look at issue logs and everything else um really that would have been a lot better done yeah. your system wouldn't it? so you can there is so many applications that are, are available in the world at the moment and so many people have their own mobile devices or communication devices so our system integrates beautifully with with all third-party devices and applications so if you put that into what that means in a real world environment whether you or your um your colleagues or your customers are using Skype, Skype for Business, Adobe Web Conferencing, Google Hangout, whatever they are using, you can simply uh, access their that application directly from the screen. It also has a Windows 10 operating system. So Windows 10 is really, really familiar. Everyone knows to just walk in the room, press that Windows icon, and they sure. gain access to some of the most used applications in the world so everybody is using word microsoft powerpoint or excel they are used by 1.2 billion people worldwide so that is the familiar part of it so i presume with all those you know different applications that people can you know can can get on there um they're able to use their own devices it doesn't have to be sort of you know the work laptop or whatever Mm -hmm. it's not locked down to any proprietary device and that's what makes avacor's uh collaboration solution so different it's open which means that you can you can create whatever environment you want and, and it can be adapted to your flowing and moving needs. Now, I suspect we've all been in a video <laughs> conference meetings where normally the first 15 to 20 minutes is spent on actually setting the thing up and making it work. Mm-hmm. So you've wasted probably a quarter of the time you have available. How does Avacor overcomes that as well, doesn't it? It does. It overcomes that in two ways. So the first is having that really user-friendly, familiar interface, which I mentioned before, which is that Windows 10 um, environment operating system. But there is another piece of software that we offer called Quick Launch by Avacor, which essentially is... uh, when you walk into the room, it is so intuitive. It offers you your whole, your calendar, um, all of your upcoming meetings, your favorite applications straight there on the screen. And so anybody can, you know, regardless of how uh, technology friendly you are, you, you it's, it's intuitive, there. you know what to do. So is there a log on or are people having to log on as the meeting organizer? Is that how it would work? Uh, yeah, you can either set, um, you can either have your own log on or you can set the meeting room up as it's a user in its own right okay yeah fascinating and and in you know i presume this is able to be used in education as well as sort of um absolutely so one of the key things uh, or problems that we have tried to overcome with this is that when a teacher is walking into a a classroom environment they definitely don't want to spend the first 10 minutes of (laughs) their lesson trying to calm the children down while they you know try and make the technology work that is absolutely one of the key problems that we address with our solution yeah danny 
Yeah, so I just know with the um, the marketplace that you're in at the moment, there's some really big companies that you're going mm-hmm. up against. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe you told me previously that you, you're starting to make a dent into that. So yeah, have, you, so have you found that? Well, uh, <laughs> it's always going to be difficult when you're going up against giants such as um, Microsoft, Google and Cisco. In in this space, specifically the collaboration board um, environment, that's what we would call the, the solution in a meeting room environment. It's, you know, there's been players in the market selling uh, interactive display technology into meeting rooms for, you know, five, ten years. But with the emergence of those brand household names coming into this space it really has ratified the market and although yes we are going up against some huge companies with some huge marketing budgets um, what they are doing is they are helping uh, pave the way for for the space and demonstrating why meeting uh, or why organizations need to look and invest in decent meeting room technology so yes it's 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 has its challenges but it's also very exciting especially when you know we think we're only a year old i mean do you think um video conferencing has been around for quite Mm -hmm. some time and actually this does seem to me to be a reluctance to adopt it wholesale Mm -hmm. yeah people would still rather drive an hour or two or Mm. get a train for a couple of hours to physically meet face to face and why is that do you think well i think i think there's some evidence that is it 70 percent of all communication is visual so i think people do want to you know physically be there and 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 see the person that they're communicating with but i think it's i think we're also facing a a trend where organizations are realizing that it is actually more uh, cost effective and productive for people to not sit in their cars for two hours to go and and have a 40 minute meeting so and, and going back to the point of people already investing in video conferencing um I think that's the other thing that makes Avacore different is that you can, because our system is not locked down to proprietary uh, hardware or software, you can in, in, uh, easily integrate your legacy uh, video conferencing technology should you wish to do so. So I think what what we're, we're seeing is this... Um, is this switch to people wanting to get more time back? I mean, we're always, we're working longer hours. We're working, you know, 24-7, it seems sometimes. Um, So I think that people want to look at how they can be more productive and and also organisations are looking at cutting, cutting costs. And I think that's where having interactive devices to do data sharing, video conferencing, that's where that that emergence is coming from. I mean, I I was reading somewhere about... um the recent advances in medical support. So you've got teams that maybe are in um, third world countries that are working. They're actually video conferencing back to consultants and specialists in the UK or America mm-hmm. to get advice uh, on the scene of, of surgery or whatever else. So it, it is starting to be adopted, but I think in certain industries, it's really slow. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier about the construction industry. Yeah, so the construction industry, you know, it's a, a trillion... Uh, dollar um, industry in the, the in, we're seeing mega projects um, coming on to you know being built day in day out um, such as the shard etc mm-hmm. and I think what we we saw was um, that the construction industry are severely lacking when it comes to digitization uh, there if you think that everything has to be um, 
planned out using traditionally um, paper. So with the emergence of using digital devices and um, also uh, large format displays, the construction industry are seeing a shift change to being able to be uh, to, to react to changes in construction on particular projects quicker, making them more efficient. I mean, it is. I mean, there are you know, there's a huge planning process that goes into large construction projects. Mm-hmm. There's so many interdependencies from different teams, different subcontractors, different trades or different types of, uh, you know, installations. They all interlink. And the mm-hmm. only way to manage that collectively is through something like your software, really, and, uh, and hardware. Yeah. And then you find out that you've put a door in the wrong place or a lift in the wrong exactly. place. And it also <laughs> has to go back to the yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to the drawing board and, you know, imagine a world where if you do need to move something, you can move it very quickly using 3D um, software, yeah. uh, you know, if, uh, designed for the BIM industry um, and quickly get something approved, whereas in the past that would have taken two to three weeks yeah. delaying the project. Well, BIM is a big uh, move for the construction in terms of that. I mean, it's supposed mm-hmm. to be adopted, I think, by the end of 16 as as the standard software, but I mean, obviously with most things been quite slow, so, but yeah. I was just, I was just wondering, um, ha- can you can, can the the, um, the hub interact or, or, or interface with say if someone wanted to participate in the meeting on their handheld device, mm-hmm. sort of wandering around the street now that we've got 4G and soon 5G? Absolutely. So, for instance, I have a meeting this afternoon, which I'm not going to be able to be in the office for, so I will just join it via Skype for Business, and away I go. I can uh, I can see everything on my phone. I don't need to be uh, in the room anymore. No, no, exactly. That's brilliant. Yes, fantastic. Um, so... Where do you see uh, your market moving um, and your company? What sort of areas will you be developing over the next year? Well, um, in terms of the hardware and the the, the, the technology itself, uh, we started a year ago as a hardware provider. Um, over the last 12 months, we've uh, created uh, two new pieces of software and form new partnerships with organisations that can provide that um, user interface, that easy to use user interface. So I think what you'll see in terms of the actual technology is just developing it and um, and making it more, even more fit for purpose for the for for large. For, large organizations enterprises etc in terms of where we are going as an organization uh, we started in the uk in june 2016 over the last 12 months we've opened up operations in 30 other countries uh, mainly in europe and middle east and we've also opened a subsidiary office in portland in oregon in the united states so i think we will just continue our growth uh, trajectory to um Bring on, to bring on board more countries and enable more organisations globally to procure the Avacor product. And how hard was it to set up in America? Because a lot of people that listen to the show are looking at breaking into different markets. How difficult was it? <clears throat> well, we were fortunate enough to... Um, already have some very good contacts out there so they have done a lot of the legwork in terms of that but um, we did our first big show called Infocom which is a audiovisual show in uh, Florida uh, two weeks ago and we had phenomenal response to the to the product really yeah so what we what we have done in the states specifically is we signed an expert um and very experienced uh, audiovisual distribution partner called Almo and we have then done our very first big show Infocom and we've seen some really really good response from that that's amazing that's really mm. great so, so yeah. fantastic growth for that first year yeah. isn't it yeah so um obviously you've got website 
So, we have so avacore.com. Avacore.com. Um, yeah, I think there's nothing better than sitting in a meeting. We were talking earlier about some of the most <laughs> horrendous meetings you've ever been to. Mm. My worst meeting ever, Dan, was when the guy flashed up his slides on PowerPoint. Bottom left, it's got one of 146 slides. Death by PowerPoint. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a meeting we were all really looking forward to. Yeah. Have you had the same, Natalie? Yeah, I've had some fairly horrendous meetings. I've yeah. had that experience where you think, oh, when will this ever end? <laughs> <laughs> Please make it stop. Uh, and then there's the other really awkward one where you can't get the technology to work or yep. somebody else yeah. can't get the technology to work and, and you feel really and, awkward. And for sometimes them. if it's a work colleague that you don't particularly like, everybody just sits back and watches it, yeah. floundering <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. Nobody offers to help, do they? Yeah. No, certainly not me anyway. No, not you. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, or oh, the standard saying was it, his presentation was far worse than I ever could have hoped. <laughs> anyway, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. And uh, you're going to you. hang around. So, But, but first of all, we're going to go to a pre-record, which um, was actually undertaken at uh, Accelerate at Excel a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. So we're going to have a um, listen to that. And then we're going to come back and have a bit of uh, unboxing. So we're here at day two of Tech Accelerate at the Excel Centre. I'm joined by Sue Nelson. Hello, Sue. Hello. I'm laughing my head off because, because well, I can't pronounce it very well. I'm trying very hard. We've got, we've got the lovely Joao Jesus. I think I've said it right. You try it. Joao Jesus. No. How good was that? It was pretty good. I'm impressed. It's Joao Jesus. <laughs> There you go. And you said you were going to marry Joelle, I, I heard you say earlier. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. And I hope my girlfriend's not listening to this because she'd be disappointed in me, I yeah, think. Yes. Um, and the reason for that is uh, Joelle said that he actually, uh, Dan actually pronounced his name better than his wife of 14 years. So so that's why he was he's quite enamoured. <laughs> so so Joelle is from Cuckoo. Um, and perhaps you could tell us a bit about Cuckoo and what you're here uh, doing here at um, Tech Accelerate. Hi there. Um, so yeah, we're in the Cairo startup street. We were selected to be there to show what we can do. Uh, Cuckoo is a very simple concept. We use something that people use almost every single day. That's an alarm clock. But we made it social and fun because no one likes alarm clocks. They're boring, they annoy us. So what we were able to do is create kind of a social network that allows people to create alarms to wake up, to go to the gym, for cinema, whatever they want, or also to follow their favorite content creators. It can be your favorite football team, it can be um, an actor, it can be a musician, it can be anything. And what happens is you create an alarm for a certain day, a certain time, you never know what's going to happen when the alarm fires, and when the alarm fires, you always get surprised by the content that's relevant for the time. So. Just a quick example, like with a football team, you create uh, an alarm for the next football game, uh, anyone in the world joins, and when the alarm fires, you might have your favorite players saying, hey guys, what are you doing? We need everyone in the pitch here today to support us, and this creates engagement uh, at a level that we never did before. I don't even know where to start on a question like that. I mean, so, so say I, you know, I'm really in love with Donald Trump, whose birthday it happens to be today, by the way, Dan. I'm uh, worried that you know that. I know it's a bit worrying, isn't it? Uh, and uh, you know, I follow Donald Trump, and and um, he's he's going to make a lovely pronouncement about I don't know, keeping people out of the country or whatever he 
ridiculously does next. Um, um, but I, I will then get an alarm. So, so this morning I set my alarm at quarter past five because I go to the gym and I get a lovely message from Donald. Is that right? Not not exactly. <laughs> we hope not, please. Um, so no, but like for example, Donald Trump could set an alarm uh, for his birthday, and he probably would because he's so full of himself. And then anyone in the world could join. That I hope it's not a lot of people. Uh, and when the alarm fires, at uh, he will have a video of him saying something ridiculous about himself. But the idea is that like. But you wouldn't get his content unless you join. That's something else that's very cool about what we do, is we all go to Facebook and get about 10,000 pictures of cats and cats in videos and stuff that you don't really care. And people showing what they're eating today and you don't really control what you're getting. With us, you can select what you want. You want to wake up with a quote of the day that's going to motivate you for the day. You want to, at lunchtime, get uh, your favorite blogger giving you a recipe of how to eat healthy. You want, just before going to the gym, getting your personal trainer motivating you to go there because if you don't, you're probably going to sit in the couch and go nowhere. So that's the idea, like, that you can... Each person will use cuckoo in a different way. We have girls creating alarms to take the pill, something that we never thought about it. But then other girls started joining and now there's alarms with 60 people taking the pill all at the same time. So it's more creating a, a community around people's interests. Like we always said in the age of social media and social network, people feel more alone than ever. They don't feel a community around them, especially at the times they need it the most. So it's more of a motivational, fun tool that allows people to, to be more happy and to control their day in a certain way. So, so, um, so normally I'd set my alarm and it will go and then I do snooze it a lot actually <laughs> I have to set it every five minutes for about half an hour and then eventually I get up but, but, but what you're saying is that you actually it's still, it's, it's still something you can hear yeah. um, and, but it's actually messaging or all sorts of other things that you decide on that, yeah. that, that you know will actually not make you snooze hit the snooze button every five minutes Yes, it's exactly that. It will ring just like a normal alarm clock with a cuckoo sound. Uh, and you press a button that usually it's for snooze. We have the snooze options, but we also have something that says if you snooze, you lose. Because in a way, in a way, it's a game. If you are the first person to open your alarm, you get more points. The more points you get, you get more stuff inside the app. And in the future, we want you to get rewarded by getting more points. But it's just as simple as that. It rings, you press one button, and something will happen. And I'll give you an example. For the, this all started because at the time I'm Portuguese, I stayed in Portugal, my wife moved to the UK with my girls and like one of the things I missed the most was the waking up in the, moment, in the morning with them and having that little in the morning of about what you're doing, what you're going to be, have a great day. So I wanted to keep that going. So what I do now every day, we have an alarm together, just me and my girls because you can make a secret alarm and no one else can join. And every morning when I press the button, I have a video that they recorded the day before and it's always different. It's always them doing something or doing a ballet dance or doing a singing. I mean, that, that, that's incredibly motivational to wake up to, isn't it? I mean, yeah. because you, you want to see that, don't you? You can't yeah. wait. Um, are you good at waking up, Dan? <laughs> no, I'm terrible. That's why I was a little bit yeah, late here today. Good. Yeah, it would be amazing. So uh, what I was wondering about is, is the, um, the, the content that's on it, the different alarms. 
it's user created, so different users will create content. But is there set content that you uh, that, that Cuckoo put on there, like quotes of the day and things like that? Yeah, so we have some content that we generated and created, a lot of it with partnerships. So we created partnerships with MTV, and you can wake up with a different song every day. We created partnerships with Benfica, that's like the biggest football club in Portugal, and you get like uh, the football results, you get like the news, whoever they sold this week, and something like that. We have partnerships with Fitness Hub, that's like the biggest chain of gyms, and they have personal trainers motivating and giving you ideas. We created partnerships with bloggers, YouTubers, Instagrammers. So the idea is to get these content creators to to create this, um, these things that will motivate people. But at the same time, anyone can create an alarm and make it public and anyone can join as long as you have the same kind of issue. So it's it's really like a, a co- cooperation thing like that you feel. And exactly like you said before, it, it's it's like a Christmas present. You know it's there, you don't know what it is, you're excited about knowing what it is. So on the day, on the time, you never saw anyone saying, oh, I'll open it next week. No, everyone's excited about opening. So we don't get a lot of snoozes because people want to see it and they want to be part of the experience of everyone at the same time. And they want to be part of the game, especially if brands are rewarding them. And what we are doing with brands is exactly that. Like, for example, if you're the first person to open an alarm of Benfica, you will get one uh, a scarf of the Benfica or you get free tickets for the next game. So this is helping people to be more aware that content has to be sometimes consumed at the right time. If I'm seeing a recipe at three in the morning, I'm probably not going to cook it. Probably <laughs> not. Fascinating, Dan. Really great idea. Uh, what would you have on your snooze button that would actually motivate you to get into work on time? <laughs> I just want to point out I do come into work on you time. Do come into work on time. I can verify that, but it's a struggle. Let's face it. Yeah, it's complete. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm really fascinated to see what what the options are on there because I can see it being quite good. There are some people in um, where we work where um, they do sometimes leave it a bit close to the line. And I'm just thinking it'd be quite good because there's a gamification yeah. element of it and being well, able we to. We could do a work one, a collective work yeah. one, couldn't we? Because there's sort of 18 of us, so we could we could really. Yeah, especially for James. We, we could really think of something, couldn't we? That's exactly who I was thinking about, and I think he'd lose. I think he'd probably lose <laughs> yeah. as well. So but, but you can even use the gamification. We have a lot of people like that saying, like, the last one opening will pay coffees for everyone. Ah, so, yeah, or buy cakes. Or, or, or buy stuff. Cakes. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> so, yeah, you can gamify it in any way. And, like, we had things like that for, like, dinner dates. And uh, the last one opening it will pay for the dinner. And whatever you want to motivate and you say what's there. Like you can even create alarms just for you and your girlfriend and then use your imagination. It can be a video on the other side. Okay, right, we're stopping right there, Dan. I don't want you even commenting on that. It's a pair of you giggling away. No. I'm not going to start using my imagination now, no. <laughs> um, so just quickly, I'm going to change this up a bit ra- rapidly. Um, um, so Benfica, so you, you, you've got a, a sort of relationship with them. I, I presume you're going to look at um, other football teams as well because people... You know, there is a great fan base with football teams, isn't there? That, 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 that is, it would be great to, I was going to say exploit, but actually, you know, create communities around. Yeah, so we, we started with Benfica as like a kind of a pilot to show how we work. We are already in talks with Manchester City. Um, and we do believe that football teams are great for that because they have a really strong community. They have a really like 
fans that are loyal, so they want to know everything that's going on on their club. And if we can get the, the teams to be part of like people's routines, more and more the, the, the club will be in their life. So we, we believe that anything that it's like that has that fan base is very, very important. So yeah, we are in talks with Manchester City. We also got some contacts now for Real Madrid. But the idea is to try and grow this into other football teams or even the leagues. Because I think if we can get the, the national leagues to be able to get all the games there and to create that kind of support, um, it'll be really important. So, and even the football players itself, because we, being Portuguese, our dream always is getting to Ronaldo, like everyone. But for example, I'm sure if Ronaldo does an alarm to wake up, he will have millions of people that want to wake up with him at the same time and get it. He could give advice on how to avoid tax, couldn't he, for example? Well, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I know I support Chelsea, um, obviously, so I'm going to. I'm going to bleat quite a lot about the fact we just won the league obviously without Mourinho who is Portuguese what have you got to say about that because well, I know you're a fan of his yeah. and you've deserted Chelsea now haven't you yes and I have to say a broken clock is right twice a day so you won the league probably yeah. not going to happen again for a couple of years but how many times did you won with him and how long was it before you won without him? <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. But yeah, I, I do like Mourinho and I'm, I'm a United fan now for, for those reasons. But, um, but yeah, never know. But. So, so actually what we could do is, because I, I quite fancy him to be honest with you, okay. but you know, yeah. Um, um, but he is at Manchester United and I don't really like Manchester United. But, but you could actually, going back to your, um, you know, your, your software, you could actually create a community around somebody like Mourinho, couldn't you? And have inspirational things like I am the chosen one when you wake up and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly how we see the potential of the app, is to create communities here around that. Like we were in talks with Heineken because Heineken was doing a campaign with Mourinho and they were doing short videos of Mourinho to remind people about the Champion League's games because a lot of people were forgetting and not watching it. So there was like little videos of Mourinho reminding. So our pitch now was, but this campaign was already running, uh, imagine having an alarm just before the game that when you press the button you have Mourinho there talking to you and saying hey what are you doing like the game is going to start in five minutes just get off whatever you're doing and turn on the tv and that's really powerful because in a way it's it's relevant and Mourinho has that fan base so anyone with that fan base it will be really interesting for anyone that follows them well, that's really interesting. Dan, I'm just thinking we could do that at work. I'm the boss and we could have a little little inspirational one from me, couldn't we? You'd love that, wouldn't you, with the alarm? Should we end the interview here? <laughs> okay. Shual, um, where, can, where can people find out more about Cuckoo and, and getting these amazing alarm clocks? So they can download it in the App Store. It's available for iOS and Android. Uh, it's C-U-C-K-U-U dot com, for example, if you want to know a little bit more. Or just look in the App Store and download it. It's completely free, so there's nothing to lose to try it out. Joel, very, very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Well, welcome back, and it's great to hear some of the technology that's going on on, on uh, at Accelerate. Yeah, and, it's a great uh, show. It was a great it? show. Really yeah, enjoyed it. Really and we're going to do some more, uh, have some more of that later on. But now we have the purple box, which is uh, <laughs> unboxing. 
you do. Yeah. So I'm just. Uh, so yeah, oh. let's go go with it. So Dan's opened the box, and uh, we have first so of all by Seiko. Oh, that is. They, uh, yeah, and it's the um, Oxford crossword solver. So if you did like crosswords, I presume this would um, ruin that joy. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, before you even open that, yeah. Natalie, what do you think of the packaging? Um, very 1980s. It is, it, do you know what? It looked, I thought it looks like the 1980s want their calculator back. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. awful, isn't uh, And we it? haven't even got it out of the box. No, yet. don't know. Oh, right, you're right. rushing. You're oh. rushing. Danny, what, are you going to video or are you going to you going to periscope it? Is it? Um, what do you think? Possibly. Yeah, it's definitely from the 1980s for me. Okay. It's nothing, nothing futuristic. That's it's, for sure. I love the sort of rainbow colours and the dark blue. It's very, very much like the Oxford English Dictionary. That's got the same sort of colour scheme, hasn't it? Do you think that's what it's trying to? I think so. Copy. Yeah. Let's have a look at the thing. I've got to put my glasses on. So. Uh, yes, the world's most tr trusted dictionaries. Whoever that's from. Anyway, Dan, get stuck <laughs> in. On, let's have a look. So there's a bit of um. While I'm taking it out, do you want to have a quick look at what's on the um, what's on the back because there's a bit of um, okay. what it does. So hold on. Oh, oh there's some batteries in oh, there. Oh dear. It's a crossword solver. Do do people still do crosswords? My dad My does. My mum does. Yeah. yeah your mum does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that probably means I do. Um, Danny, do you ever do a crossword? I try and start, but I don't think I've ever finished one. No. I think I got this more for me than anyone else. You probably do the times, Dan, don't you? Uh, or does, or does your manservant... I get someone to do it for Your manservant does yeah. that for you. Very successful. Carruthers is quite good on them, isn't he? So it's a knowledge finder. Uh, it's word games. It's a theosaurus. It's a spell checker. Now, I could do with a spell checker because you know I can't spell. <laughs> uh, other features include a fully functioning calculator. It basically does everything you've ever wanted from a device. Well, if, Nearly. You're... <laughs> <laughs> if you need a crossword solver, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay, so, um, yeah. Mm. What's it say then? Well, <sighs> so describe it to us, Dan. So it is very much like a large calculator. Um, it's got a QWERTY keyboard on it. And it has a number of operations across the top um, and some, some navigation um, buttons. Um, yeah. Yeah, would you like to have a quick look? Well, it's, it's pretty boring, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not greatly excited by it. Right, I'm trying to turn it on. I can't turn it on. No. We need a screwdriver, don't we? Yeah. Got a screwdriver, Danny? No. 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 There we go, then. So we won't be using that. <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> well, I don't want one in my Christmas box, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty with you on that one as well. Or you imagine the disappointment when you got that out and you think, oh, perhaps it's a lovely oh. piece of jewellery or something else. And you unwrap that and you've got oh. an Oxford crossword. I think it's grounds for divorce. Yeah, what, what, yeah um, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what actually does that's it... That's like the, the time I bought my wife an ironing board cover. Oh, dear Lord, you didn't, she did was, you? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was in the early days of marriage. We've now been married 23 years. Yeah, just luckily. Luckily, but <laughs> I, I couldn't understand the disappointment when she unwrapped that. Can you? Yes, I can <laughs> understand I, was, that I thought it was nice. It was flowery. It was lovely. I remember my um, for one of my mum's birthday, my older brother bought her an iron and she cried. <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my dad bought me an iron for my uh, birthday two years ago. Yeah. Did he? Really? Yeah. Thanks, Dad. That's <laughs> a really great present. <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. Be yeah. nearly as bad as getting a spell check, a crossword solver. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit confused what this offers you beyond 
you know, using Google Google on your mobile or, or any other search? Well, I think you can put in various letters and blanks and it mm. probably works it out for you. I don't know, I'm guessing. Because someone has not brought a screwdriver with us, we can't actually put the batteries in. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Or can you put a question like... Well, well, like you can in the internet. It has a, like a knowledge base or something, doesn't so it? What's, so, yeah, what's the main river in India or something? Yeah, if you wanted to cheat at Trivial Pursuits, it might, you might could be useful. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Not allowed to use your phone, but they don't say necessarily yeah. you can't use that. I think we should go back to what was the worst gift you've ever given or received. <laughs> Uh, plastic moustache. What was that for? That's so <laughs> random. What was that? I got a plastic moustache. Did you? Yeah. Obviously, the iron from your dad. Yeah, the iron from my dad. I yeah. think would be up there. Socks. Socks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, every girl wants socks, don't they? <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so there's not much more we can do or say about that. No. Really. So we think the patching comes from the 1980s. Who I... who does a crossword anymore anyway? You know, I think there's lots of people that might do crosswords because they are, you know, one of those things like Sudoku and things like that. People like to, you know, you know, exercise their brain, don't they? But yeah. I just don't see what this, you know, why you need that when you can just cheating. use... Well, just use your mobile if you're going to do that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mm. Natalie, mm-hmm. uh, what we tend to do is try to guess how much it actually costs. So... Um, I can start if you like. I think it is twenty four pound ninety five. I was going to go for thirty nine ninety nine. Okay, all right, nice price um, point. I'm going to say sixteen pounds ninety nine. Okay, uh, Danny knows, so we can't do it. Do you want to give some of the background information then? Uh, yeah. So there's two two hundred and fifty thousand words, two hundred fifty thousand cinnamons. Uh, eight cinnamons, cinnamons. cinnamons. <laughs> Isn't that a spice? It makes buns as well. Isn't <laughs> it? Brilliant. <laughs> Those things. Eight, eight word games. Damn. Well, what are they? Synonyms. Synonyms. Yeah. Synonyms. Yeah. Of the first cinnamons. <laughs> yeah. Um, Twenty four cardamons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and half a gram black pepper. It yeah. comes across as a really great device. Really. Um, LCD yeah. display. It comes with batteries. Yeah. I just want to point this out, that we ordered something else. It didn't turn up, thanks, Amazon. And this was a really, really late purchase. Yeah. So where did you actually get it from? The local garage on the way here? Um, was this, it? Is, this is one of Argos's finest. <laughs> so I just realised it, it reminds me of the Spectrum 48 with the rubber keys and that. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I've got one of those label printers. It looks exactly <laughs> the same as this, I think. You know that? Yeah. We print your own labels. So... <laughs> Danny, 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 Danny. I'm just going to blurt this out now. Yeah, we've had, we've had to, we were robbed of twenty nine pounds and ninety nine pence for this. What did I say? Twenty four ninety five. Twenty nine pounds ninety five. Thirty pounds ninety nine. No. No, I said yeah, thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, so you had the chance to I change then. Yeah. I'm ruined. <laughs> oh. So thirty quid, and this could be yours. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to rush out and get one. No need. That's my worst <laughs> gift to give, and it's for you. <laughs> There's the yeah. batteries. Yeah, thank you. But I can't. Oh, hang on. How do I put them in? Dan will give you a screwdriver as a present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Dan. Yeah. Anyway, so day. the only thing to do, go through is does it rock or back in the box? Now, I think Danny <laughs> knows exactly where it's going. Maybe. So long as it's not me, that's fine. <laughs> so, Natalie, what would you do? Would you chuck it back in the box or do yeah. you think it rocks? No, 
Well, to be honest with you, I might wrap it up and put it in a, in a cupboard and give it to my mum for Christmas. In fact, why don't you give it back to your dad in, yeah. in, in revenge for the iron he bought you? <laughs> he can't see, let alone do a crossword. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Danny. Yeah, okay. Box. Yeah. You don't need to ask me, do you? No. no. I think it's just going to get... In fact, I might even chuck it straight in the bin, let alone the box. <laughs> so that is unanimous. It's rubbish. Yeah. Thank don't, you. Don't buy one. <laughs> <laughs> do not, do not, do not buy one. Anyway, uh, thank you, Natalie. That's been great. And uh, we love a bit of unboxing. So uh, the, the more rubbish, the funnier it gets, actually. So, yeah, that's great. Um, now, we have got another pre-record, which we we're going to go to, Dan. And I think we're going to put a few together and, and have a mm. segment for um, for how we've been getting on at Accelerate. Yeah. So, okay. And uh, we'll uh, catch you when you get back. <laughs> So, uh, James and I are now joined by Patrizia Cazzoli. Patrizia, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. And uh, Patrizia is from Thing, yeah? Yes. Um, Thing is, um, network scanner is probably the most used network scanner in the world. We have 20 million downloads. We have more than 3 million active users. And what it does is basically uh, scan your network and helps you to identify all the connected devices on your network. But it goes beyond, you know, the usual MAC address and IP address because we can tell you what is the make model and brand of each device connected into your network. Now that's some clever technology there and tell us a little bit about how that works and how it can do that. Well, um, the way it works uh, is based on the fact that we uh, are taking the information from the mobile into the cloud and then we apply some artificial intelligence, some heuristics uh, to identify each device by make and model and brand. So um, we've got the functionality so you're able to identify exactly what you've got where on your network or other networks. How would that then be used? Perhaps describe to us and our listeners how that information can be uh, used and to advantage really. Well, our customers, they are concerned about security and what they want to know is if there is any device that doesn't belong to them that is connected into their network. So it's mainly for security reasons. And secondly, we have also some professional people using for troubleshooting. So you may have bought just a new printer, but you are not able to connect it into your laptop. And so it helps you to identify which device is connected to what and hopefully solving your problem so um, sitting behind that also is about monitoring when and where and how devices are used as well is that available absolutely well you know uh, when you scan the network uh, we provide also a comparison with the previous scan so if there is a new device uh, it will tell you that the new device is connected into your network and actually we go beyond this because in uh, last November uh, we launched a thing box uh, so on Indiegogo and it was quite successful we managed to sell more than 14,000 units. We raised more than $1 million. And what it does is, um, it's a box. Uh, you connect it into your router. It sits there 24 hours, seven days. So no matter if you are at home or not, and if someone is connected into your broadband, uh, you receive a notification and you can um, actually, in case the, you don't recognize the device, you can block the intruder. So uh, with the Internet of Things and a lot of devices now having some form of um, 
connectivity, whether it's your fridge, your kettle, or, or a mobile device, that's really important because the security on some of those devices is not really as good as it should be at the moment, is it? Well, yes, indeed, and uh, and what we want to do is actually um, include more cyber security features into our box. We have already included some. Um, so for the consumer, I think we help them in understanding what devices are connected, block the intruders, do some checks on the traffic, and it is in our roadmap uh, to provide uh, this tool also for small and medium enterprises. You know, the issue is that they usually have very small items budget and so they the last thing that they have in their mind is uh, how to prevent uh, uh, from it you know their system from a, from an attack um, there is a, a lack of awareness and knowledge about what security posture you need to put in place um, so what we want to do is actually to provide to small and medium enterprises a tool that is uh, plug-and-play easy to use, user-friendly, and also accessible. So are people that have got your particular uh, app and, and capability, are they surprised how much traffic is coming in and out of, the, uh, of their system? The app uh, per se cannot tell you anything about the flow, but if you install the box, uh, then we can provide you some information about uh, uh, the traffic on your network, and this will be the feature that we will be adding into our cyber uh, security tool. Um, so the, the box, does that tap into the app to allow you to, to take um, action against uh, intruders to your network? Yes, you can block the intruders uh, straight away. Um, and actually, the, the Finbox provides also a nice digital experience. So let's not just talk about negative things, but yeah. also how to improve uh, the digital experience of our customers. So we provide, um, um, uh, we tell you, you know, which is the best place in your house to watch a movie, for instance, or if you can download a movie from uh, um, Netflix. And what the issue is, which device is actually sucking up most of your data. We also allow you to do some parental control uh, to monitor you know, how long your kids are on a PlayStation. So I think what we want to help a consumer is to have a positive digital experience with a much, much you know, um, growing uh, IoT sophisticated uh, connected home. So it's about security optimization of, of what goes on in the home or the workplace, which is really important. The more and more devices you get, the less and less bandwidth is available for you. So that actually makes real sense in terms of functionality. Yes, we can tell you, you know, the bandwidth that you're using uh, and telling you, you know, which device uh, is, is using all the data so to improve your experience. So what, you know, what we want to do is people feeling that having a lot of devices uh, is not just creating noise and uh, confusion in your house, but we want to help people to enjoy all you know, the, the, the nice experience that you can have from all the devices. So you work across a number of countries uh, across the world. Uh, are they all different or are they the same issues? Well, you know, we have a huge database. Uh, we can see 9 billion devices in a year. Um, the countries where our app has been mostly used are United States, clearly, uh, South America, um, and then Europe. Uh, but honestly, we are basically in every single country in the world. That is amazing. So, um, and where do you think you'll be focusing over the coming year or two? What, what's interesting you at the moment? 
Well, we definitely care about our customers, so we want to provide more and more uh, interesting features to our customers. At the same time, uh, the strategy is also to develop uh, a large enterprise uh, um, strategy. Uh, we are currently focused on InsureTech, so we are providing, uh, we are enabler for insurance companies to enter into the IoT world um, and uh, becoming, you know, uh, providing a cutting edge technology for their customers and what has been the hardest thing for you to take the company forward what one single thing did you not think would be so difficult which has turned out to be so difficult well, you know, when it comes to, for instance, InsureTech, um, insurance companies are very excited about new technologies um, and how they can uh, um, enable their customers to have, a, a, you know, a, a nice experience to also uh, go more towards prevention rather than mitigation of damages. But the real issue is that they are incredibly slow. Um, so for a startup that you know wants to do things and can do things as of yesterday, to work with a large organization like an insurance company can take a lot of time. I can imagine. Um, where can people get more information? Well, please come and visit us. We are at TX102 and also we are part of Project Kairos. Uh, so I would love to meet people and, and explain what we do and how we can work together. And your website is? It's www.think.io. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck with the show. Thank you very much. So I've uh, gone for a bit of a wander around um, Tech XLR8 here and um, it's good to have got my walking shoes on because I'm joined by Alex Johnson. Can you tell us a bit about what PaveGen do? Yeah, so um, we make um, an energy and data harvesting system, which is a floor. So it's basically, the, we're the global leader in harvesting energy and data from, from, from kinetic energy. Yep. So when I walk on this floor, um, it's displacing by vertically by 10 millimeters. That's creating a rotation in an ele electromagnetic generator, which is creating the current, which is powering this light here. It's also giving me data. So if you see, as I'm walking, those footsteps are ticking up, and that's earning me rewards, which I can then spend, um, donate, or redeem in a, in a shop. And that's giving me, that's also generating my choices in terms of who I donate those to, or who I, where I spend those are giving my brand um, very valuable customer analytics. So yeah, um, is, it, is it mainly aimed at sort of businesses using this flooring um, and then the business can donate the, um, or, or could you see it in the consumer um, sort of home use as well? Yeah, it's, it's less, more, I wouldn't say necessarily home use at the moment. It's more, it's more for uh, external purposes in say key locations. So we've got it in places like um, Washington DC. We've got it in a very, very, uh, uh, sort of important place very close to the White House. So we've got three arrays there, which um, 10,000 pedestrians a day uh, are we're converting their, their footsteps, their kinetic energy, into electricity to power a battery, which is, using, which is being used to power the lights around the park at night. Um, we've got it going into Bird Street, which is a street literally running at 90 degrees to Oxford Street. And that's powering lighting and sounds, creating an immersive visitor experience for people you know, visiting Europe's busiest retail destination. So, so the kinetic energy that generates um, the power, um, yes. that will power uh, electrical energy use as uh, yeah. applications. 
um, cl in close proximity to the to the actual floor tile? Yeah, so the kind of a typical model would be, you know, a, a distributed. We call it a distributed off-grid energy system, yeah. and that's, that provides energy that can be used locally. So it can either be lo used locally to power things like lighting, or maybe environmental sensors, um, or it can be stored in a battery to, for deployment later on in that in that in that, in that environment. Um, and how much energy could one of these tiles um, generate in one day in a particularly busy area? Well, sure. So in one person walking across a paved end array can generate around five watts of continuous power. Uh, and that equates to about three joules per footstep. So that's enough really to kind of, if I had a paved end array lit, you know, laid down across here, I could light my path as I walk. So we call that walk to light. A bit like Billie Jean. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, the, the how, how what are the dimensions of these tiles? Um, it's uh, quite so a hexagonal, triangular. Yeah, so this this array is like a, is by like one and a half by one meters. Um, these 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 triangles themselves they slot together to capture the most amount of energy per, per footstep. So under each of these under each, at the corners of these triangles, okay, under each of those corners, central steel dies is a generator. Yeah. So, and the, the point of the triangles is that we capture much more energy per footstep. So we don't lose any of the energy. Yeah. Um, so your your CTO is, is actually speaking. Um, he is on Craig Webster. Yeah. So Craig is speaking uh, on Thursday morning at ten past nine in the Tech Accelerator at the main uh, panel with uh, Hyperloop and Starship Technologies. So we're really excited because we've got some really big brains talking together. Um, so yeah, it's all about um, how um, the the um, Internet of Things is going to kind of bring to life. Um, our cities of the future. Yeah, it's great for you to be in, in such a good company there. Yeah. I mean, how long has, has Paved Gem been going for now? So the company was founded in 2009. Um, we were we've raised money since since our, our founding. We were the fastest um, crowd fundraised in tech in 2015. We raised two million through Crowdcube. We're now in, in another investment round, um, which we're doing really well with. This technology, the, the technology I'm stepping on now, which is generating the light, um, is create is powering the light. This was uh, released in uh, May 2016, and this won the South by Southwest Smart Cities Interaction Innovation Award this year at, at South by Southwest. So that's amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, so going forward uh, with the product, um, where can you see, uh, or how widespread could you see the use of these tiles um, in the future? Well, the great thing about PaveGen is it's got an application both, at, you know, in a sort of macro sense, so you know, sort of laid across big areas, but also in small areas. And the really, the really important thing about it is, is it's really engaging. So if you watch kids walking across page and they absolutely love it because they can touch it and feel it. Unlike solar and wind, I can't touch solar and wind. So we're not going to replace solar and wind. What we do is we create this really amazing point of engagement. And that's so it's got applications you know, in, in many environments from sports stadia to transport hubs uh, to entertainment sort of you know, gigs and so on. And also brands, you know, we work with a lot of brands. So brands really love our technology because we can, we can adapt it so for different, different purposes. So we've done things like running an energy challenge cam campaign, which we're doing at the moment at Formula E. So that's live at the moment. I think it was Berlin last weekend. Um, we've done the whole kind of tour. Um, we've done activations with brands like Adidas. You know, they, so there's a real kind of, it's, you can kind of adapt it to any purpose. Brilliant. Is it right if I have a quick go? What's that? Is it right if I have a quick go yeah, in here? Absolutely, so, yeah. So I'm just stepping onto the, the so pavement. So if you step off it a second. Yep. So I'm just stepping okay, off. We'll let the okay, so now so walk on it. The light's gone out, so I'm just okay. stepping on. And straight away, um, the light in front of me is lit up. Uh, take another step. So you have to get the movement. That's right. So if you imagine you're walking across a walkway, under each of these points is a, is a generator. And that's what that electromagnetic um, movement 
um, creates the current. So the coils moving through the magnets. Perfect. Um, where can our listeners hear more about PaveGen? What's that? Whereabouts can our listeners hear more about PaveGen? Um, we can go to our website, www.pavegen.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at PaveGen. And catch us in the press. We're, we're around. Perfect. Brilliant to speak to you, Alex. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of the show. Thank you very much. Well, welcome back, everybody. And um, it's it was great to go to Accelerate, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it was really it was fascinating. Really, you were there, Danny, as well, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, some really, um, really interesting do stuff. You, do you do many shows in the UK? or? Yeah, we do, we do a number of different shows. So um, we, we actually met Danny at UC Expo, okay. which was a, it's actually Europe's largest collaboration event uh, out at, in Excel in London in May. Yeah. Um, so we've done that event. We also do BET, which is... The, the largest um, education technology show in the world, actually, for... Um, All right. Yeah, so that that's at Excel and as well. In so, the UK. Yeah. So um, is that, you know, we do, we do get lots of young tech companies listening in. Is that the main way you've reached your market or are there a number of other streams that you use? Um, we have a very multi-channeled uh, marketing strategy. Events is absolutely the way to get the brand awareness for a very, very new brand out there. So that's been um, fundamental uh, in our overarching strategy. Yeah. Um, we also look at social plays a big part. Our website, also, uh, social media driving to our website is a, is a huge part of our of our uh, ongoing marketing tactics that we use. And a lot of the young companies we speak to say how hard it is to get people to run your social media mm-hmm. element. Uh, do you, have you experienced the same issue or have you been able to... No, we, we there's only two of us in marketing right. um, and we look after... Um, Europe uh, and also do all of the collateral for for the, for the brand globally. So for social, we manage it everything out okay. of uh, of Hampshire, of, uh, Frimley in Surrey. Where you're based, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's um, that proves challenging. We use tools like Hootsuite yep. to be able to schedule our um, yeah. our social so media. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing we've learned actually is to have. Um, and this is in the last 12 months, is to have the same message going out on all your social platforms. Okay, so, so from, whether it's yeah. Facebook, whether it's Twitter yeah. or whatever, you use the same mm-hmm. info. Yeah, so we found, for us, we're a B2B organisation, so we are on Facebook and we are on Twitter, but that doesn't have the same level of traction that we find on LinkedIn. Yeah. So you have to really find which is the best for you. If you're okay. um, yeah. if you're a very visual B2C organisation, yeah. Instagram might be the best uh, route for you. Okay, and does that change by country as well? Because oh, I know you're across thoughts. So, so is it the same regardless of what country you're in? Yes. I'd, yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn yeah. is, for us, is the yeah. biggest platform that we engage with. Yeah. We hate LinkedIn on this show, oh, by you? the way. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> stand LinkedIn. Um, yeah. But we have to use it, don't we? We do, yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. Well, it's not. You yeah. just got to be very careful what you're saying and obviously... Lisa's shout, and shouting, it's not Facebook, it's not this, well, exactly. It's not At least that. there's no pictures of cats all the time. Yeah, that's true. I prefer Twitter, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. Yeah, yeah. That's where but for B2B, I agree with you, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is the, the thing. Well, that's great. Thank you, Natalie. And um, it's been great to have you on the show yeah. and hear about what you do. Uh, we wish you every success. It sounds like it's a company that's really going forward, and uh, it's been great to hear about it. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Well, that's it, Dan. That's it. Danny. Thanks for the great, great unboxing. Yeah, it's been emotional. Yeah, it has been. Mm. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. See you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.